Hi there, I'm Lucia Bodeman. And I'm Nacha Vieira. Welcome to our podcast from both ends, where we discuss life issues and share interesting stories. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you're listening from. It's good to be back with you. We hope you're having a great day and get ready for another awesome episode. Today, we have Renato Bodeman, who happens to be my son. He's going to be joining us and Nadja is here with us. So, hey, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody. Hi there. (laughs) All right. So, we're going to get started. Okay. I have a little introduction for us, and then we will begin our questioning. So the first thing I'd like to say is just a little bit of info. The first legislation legalizing same-sex marriages was in 2001 in the Netherlands. It was not until 2013 that they were legalized in Brazil. And two years later, 2015, when they also became legalized nationwide in the U.S., And yet, here we are in 2021, and still, same-sex marriages are not allowed in a lot of countries like China, Russia, and Egypt, among others. So, Renato, I'd like to get started and say that you are one of the lucky ones to be granted the right to marry whomever you love, and this is an amazing thing. So, we'd like to hear from you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Renato Bodeman. I am the second out of three kids, and I am happily married, and I have a little dog called Janice that I love very much. And Renato, when did you find out that you were gay, and how did that impact your understanding of the society you were living in at that time? That is a very hard question because it brings me back to a lot of memories, but I think that I started like realizing that I was different about around like 12, like in school, because like I noticed that like everybody was partnering up. Everybody was like interested and like people were starting to like have little couples and stuff. But I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in like girls and all of that. Like I had a lot of girlfriends, but like I'm not like nothing romantic or anything. So I never really understood like why did I not feel interested about it? And I started just going into a conflict within myself because the idea that I had of a gay person at the time was was that it was like a joke, like a like it was wrong, it was a sin, like it's something that you do not want, and like it's something that's like almost like marginalized. And I hope that's a word, but I just know like I didn't want to be like that. But at the same time, I didn't want like I didn't feel comfortable being a straight person or like conforming to that. So it took me like a long time to understand that being gay, it's not all of that. It's like a completely different thing. And that wasn't like spoken about. I basically had like no, it's not role models, but like nothing that I could like guide myself, I guess. Right. Because I think at that time was a lot difficult than it is today, right? Oh, would you? Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. didn't didn't talk about those things back then, right? I think. Yeah, and like at that time, we also didn't have like the internet or anything, so yeah. we, we were just like I don't know the word for that, but like everything that I knew was like the things that were around me. Like I didn't have any like gay relatives or like anybody that was like that could ask questions or like try to understand what was going on. And and how did you get through that? I mean, what helped you to figure out who you were, who you were, who you are? 
I think it was just like me, like when I started like getting out of that, like the school, like it was after I graduated, like after I was like out of school that I felt that I could like make new friends that were more aligned to what I wanted in life. Mm -hmm. And those friends ended up like being gay too. And like, that's how I started like having conversations about it and like started going to a club or something. But how old were you then? I think I was like 18, 17, 18. 18. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that also like started to be another step into my self-acceptance because Recife is a pretty close-minded city. Um, for and our listeners, Recife is in Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's northeast of Brazil. Yeah, where he grew up, and he is yeah. uh, right now. He's located in uh, LA. Yeah. So back in Recife, um, they only had like one LGBTQ club, mm-hmm. and like my friends were always going to it, and I wanted to go, but I always mm-hmm. felt a little afraid of going because. Mm-hmm. At the time, I don't know if it's going to be news for my mom or not, but uh, <laughs> at the time, like, I wanted to go because I wanted to see, like, what that was about. Mm-hmm. And I really love, like, dancing and doing all that stuff. But at the same time, I knew that all my mom's friends that were, like, teachers and, like, they were gay, they were all going to the club because there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, like, if I went there mm-hmm. and, like, I ended up seeing somebody that you know, my mom would know, and they would, like, rat me out, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to go, because that's going to end up, like, turning into something at my house. Yeah, so I was like, let me just assure you, I don't think we would have any problems, but I, yeah, I, but, I understand yeah but he couldn't, he couldn't out. imagine losing. I imagine you know, that, I, I, I know, imagine, right? I, yeah, I, I, I can totally understand, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. totally yeah. understand, I can yeah. get into, you know, I can see that happening, yeah. for sure. I wonder, I wonder if you ever saw a show from my cousin, my, mm-hmm. you know, my, my cousin, she used to sing a lot, mm-hmm. and, and her um, artistic name was uh, Tanya Cristal, and, you know, and she had a huge fan base with, yeah, with the gay community, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nice. I love that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> All right. And Henato, and, and how was how would you say quote unquote coming out of the closet uh was in your perspective with the family? Because I've kind of mentioned to our listeners um, my perspective in a previous episode. So it would be very nice to hear your perspective now. Okay, I think that it was like way bigger in my head than it, what it actually was because mm-hmm. I was like building this up, trying to figure out what's the best way to talk about this in a way that nobody's going to be mad at me. So it was just like mm-hmm. a really, it was a process for me to like understand what was the best way of talking about it to my mom. Yeah. And then I remember that one day I just like told her that and I was like super scared because I mean, she is very like nice and, and all of that, but I have heard like several stories of people that were like kicked out of their house. And oh, stuff. Yeah. So I was a little like scared that of course it might come of down course. to that, but yeah, it didn't. And it was almost like, it's fine, whatever. Let's move <laughs> on. Like, I was like, well, okay. I guess nobody threw a chair at me. Did that surprise you that your mother reacted the way she did? So accepting? A little bit, because I guess I was like, expecting for like having some kind of drama which uh-huh. is not a good thing but yeah it was I was happy that it was all fine and then I felt like open to 
just be myself. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Now, it's good to hear. Yeah. Now the fairy tale story. Ooh. How did you meet your husband? <laughs> and was it already legal for same-sex couple to marry in USA when you two decided to get married? Because um, guys, mm -hmm. Renato's husband is from USA, right? Yeah. From Texas, I yes, guess? Yes, he is from Texas. He's from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, which is very funny, like how we met, because at the time I was in Sao Paulo, like in Brazil, I was living in Sao Paulo at the time, and he was in Texas, but I was just like going through an app, and I saw his picture, and I was like, oh, he's cute, so I'm going to swipe, and <laughs> then we started talking, but I didn't realize that he was there, and he didn't realize that I was in Brazil at the time, Okay. so, yeah. so we chatted about it, and And then, like, I remember that at the time I had to, I don't know why I'm going to share it, but I'm going to share it. At the time, I had to do, like, a surgery to take my wisdom tooth out. So, uh -huh. like, yeah. we kind of, like, lost contact for a while. And then, like, uh, uh, I think it was, like, a year later, I remember that I came to L.A. for a couple of months. And that's when, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to him. And then we, I reached out to him, and then he responded back. And I guess we've been, like, together ever since he came to LA for a weekend and then we just hang out and then I went there and I went to, to Dallas and we just been together that's mm -hmm. nice very that's nice. very nice yes and it was already allowed for for same-sex um, couples to yes. marry in USA at that yes, time I think yeah. it was just like just like it was just like authorized like it was All just right. like mm -hmm. okay yeah nice and tell us about the celebration can you tell us a little bit more we like the details <laughs> the wedding okay. right yeah okay so yeah for the wedding uh, we really wanted to have like something uh okay so at the beginning we wanted to have like something because because of the whole immigration process we needed we needed to have like something like to get the the paperwork but And we did have like a small like celebration, just like me, Andrew, and a couple of his friends. But we did know that we wanted to have like something bigger for like our families. And I wanted to have something that incorporated like elements of Brazil and elements of, of US because like to mix our cultures. So that's, mm -hmm. that's nice. We pretty much ended up with the concept of like doing like a carnival party. Oh. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Like we had to spend days and days like just like cutting. It's funny. I said it was a lot of fun and he's going, it was a lot of work. It was. But it was I fun. know. Yeah. How everybody like chipped in to to do like part of it. So it wasn't like as costly as weddings can be, but mm -hmm. like because we have like very talented friends. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like chiming in to like help. Oh, uh, we had a friend that did the flowers and we had um like friend that like to basically took charge of the food mm -hmm. but uh, and i knew that i wanted to have like coxinha and like uh like, <laughs> and like snacks yeah yeah so like i made sure that we had those too mm -hmm. but did you walk down the aisle was it was it somewhat traditional or was it completely different the format no, we of had the like wedding? a little bit of uh of uh, a ceremony too we've had mm -hmm. Like we set up like a little aisle. We had like our right. custom dance floor. Shout out to Biobrider sets for mm -hmm. uh, helping us out. But we did have a moment that was like um, like a more like a traditional thing. So right. we had like the moment that we entered with our moms. We mm -hmm. had the whole like vows because we wanted to have like a moment, like an actual wedding, I guess, like the yeah. exchange of the rings and all of that kind of stuff. 
Very yeah, nice. And there was Janice was too. Our, our way. Yeah, it was our way of doing that. <laughs> did did Janice take the rings or, or? No, we thought about it, but he yeah. was like very young at the time. Okay, yeah. So we had our friend do it because yeah, she, she wanted to be like a ring girl. So she could mess up girl. a little bit. Huh? <laughs> but Janice was like walking around and yeah. at some point like he went up on stage. I was just like looking after him because I didn't want to pee anywhere because he had because we had like candles everywhere. He's going to knock down one of these candles. Yeah. He's going to set the place on fire. Yeah. Do you think you had more support or prejudice towards your marriage? I mean, I feel like I'm blessed because personally, we got the, the blessing of living in like cities where people are like open-minded. Like that's not really like a thing, mm -hmm. but I know that that's not the usual thing. Like I never had any issues with that, mm -hmm. but. Yeah. Would you say they, they are Do, would you say there are differences um, concerning prejudice within USA or within only the countries like USA and Brazil or within USA you see or within regions of Brazil you see more or less prejudice towards um, the I gay mean, community? There is a lot of prejudice, even though like there is gay marriage. I don't really like gay marriage. It's like, let's talk about marriage, but there is a lot of differences because Uh, like gay couples, like they cannot walk like on the street, like holding hands. They not they cannot do like, like they cannot the, be kiss in public, show, right? show any kind of affection. Yeah, like in in public, I guess. And then it's like called wrong. But we see like straight couples almost like eating their faces off on the street, and nobody mm. says anything about it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and on the other side of that, do you see that any progress? Do you see that people are more accepting in some way? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. I feel like now people are like starting to talk about that more. And I feel like the mm -hmm. internet also like helped yeah. make it change people's mm -hmm. perspective a little bit mm -hmm. about diversity and opening the space for minorities yeah. to like speak up and like and show their side of the story, I guess. Yeah. And maybe seeing the the world and seeing everyone in the world as people really are and not a caricature. I remember you mentioning this once, you know, because they have a very a caricature word. of. Yeah. But, um, you know, of what gay is and what gay isn't. And nowadays I see that becoming more, you know, it's part of society. I mean, we're, we're all humans. We're all the same. We're, you know, and the fact that we are different makes us unique. So I think, yeah. you know, I think the world yeah. uh, is embracing Yeah. We all pay taxes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah that's exactly. true. We all have to pay our bills yeah. on time. Yeah. Exactly. So, so we don't need to differentiate, you know, we don't mm. need to ostracize or marginalize anyone because of who they are. We wouldn't do that. You know, it's just not the right thing to do. So, yeah. And I know that like it, it takes like a lot of work, but for straight people to, it's not accept because we don't want to be like accepted. We just want to be respected. Affected and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we just want to make sure that we can get back to our houses every day without being afraid of getting murdered on the street. Yeah. yeah. And how is the violence rate uh, in the gay community still very high towards uh, gay? It is. It is it's still. I mean, it's not as high as it used to be, mm -hmm. but it is like still pretty high. Mm -hmm. Does like, it scare you like, in particular? 
or, or do or, or are there certain regions you know inside USA or inside Brazil that that would scare you to go I don't feel that scared here but I remember I felt scared like every day in Brazil and when I was uh, living in Recife like I would not dare go to like the club when I was going through all of that like mm -hmm. I would not dare like get out of the club and like go to the bus stop or like do it and like walk around myself by myself I would never do that mm -hmm. and even in Sao Paulo which would people would also think that it's like a bigger city where like everything is like open-minded and all of that mm -hmm. but like it was still very scary wow. because people still have like that yeah. mentality there and like with the current president it's not going to change anytime soon yeah we do have that impression right because it's sao paulo or rio de janeiro or maybe in the u.s you know if you leave a small yeah, town exactly. and go to a place like new york or la yeah. and you think that everything will oh, be fine everything's going to be fine mm -hmm. no problems mm -hmm. at all and that just isn't true because the problem isn't in the location the problem is in people's minds people yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. and so people don't talk about it companies like news channels and stuff like they don't talk about it they don't like mm -hmm. that is not like news worthy i guess the violence you mean yeah like mm -hmm. people don't really talk about it like we know more about it because of the internet mm -hmm. because okay. like mainstream media doesn't really like talk about mm -hmm. so do you, so you're saying maybe let me see if i understood that maybe the internet has been helpful in in maybe broadening people's minds or how do you see the internet oh, with that Yeah, because I feel like internet helped people have access to information and right. gave everybody a voice to talk mm -hmm. about their issues. And that's why it's a good resource for, for basically everything. Like I can understand more about the community and like the things that we go through because I have access to the internet. Because if I was just like relying on like, let's say like newspapers and like magazines, that's not that's not a thing for them yeah and i think we were talking about this last episode it's like for example netflix also is doing a great job in um, including yeah. the minorities yeah like, yeah i feel like now uh stream services they're also like embracing diversity and they know that there's stories to be told yeah and there's a very good way of also like breaking those um conceptions just through like series and movies and like that's a great way of telling the story without yeah. being like in your face and just like doing all of that so Henatio, before i go to the last um question do you have anything else to add yeah because i remember on the last episode we talked about having the i'm gonna say kid gay like i heard that name and i always thought to myself that that horrible. sounds so it's bad. horrible it's downgrading so but yeah. it's down but anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the real name was uh completely different it's it's mm. called uh, schools without homophobia and oh, okay. it was uh, okay. it was like a series of like books and videos that would um, talk about diversity and like raise awareness to mm -hmm. people to understand that society is not just like one thing there's like yeah. millions of like different ways that mm -hmm. people can be and everybody just needs to be respected And everybody needs to have access to opportunities in life. Mm -hmm. But yeah. some politicians that were against it, they turned it into like sexualizing mm -hmm. middle schoolers. And it was never about that. It was not even like intended for middle school at all. It wasn't intended for middle school or primary no, it school? Because that's for, like, what I heard. It for high school. Yeah. For high school. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Look at that. I, I Because I heard people were annoyed because, no, you know, they no, say they're going no. to teach six-year-old and four-year-olds about that. It was always for like high school. I mean, if I had something like that mm -hmm. when I was like in high school, mm -hmm. 
it would have been like a completely different story. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I wouldn't be as afraid as I was every day. Right. Like we need to talk about that. Like exactly. about trans yeah. rights, like transphobia and all of that. Like everything exactly. needs to be talked about just so it's yeah. not turned it into like a, not villain, but like it's not, it's not wrong. And also people get so scared. It really doesn't mean that a boy who is playing with doll is going to be gay or a girl who is playing with a ball is going to be a lesbian. It, it doesn't That's mean true. because, for example, That's I was true. practically a tomboy <laughs> all my life, actually. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't like dolls. Yeah. Okay, I like Barbie. I, that, that's the only thing. But I didn't have, you know, a collection of dolls. I didn't care for pink, you know, yeah, in my life. Yeah. And yeah, if I can jump in, that that just goes back to you know what we we discussed previously about misconceptions and culture. Mm -hmm. So you start making, you know, yeah. uh, making decisions, you start pointing things out. Oh, you don't fit the pattern, you know, right. you don't, you don't go into that little drawer. You should be going into this drawer, not that drawer. Yeah. You should be using blue and not pink or pink or blue, whatever, all these things. I just think yeah. society yeah. likes to categorize everything right. and sometimes it's not categorizable we're just humans i mean we don't know you know who we are sometimes so how can we judge someone yeah. else yeah and i'm just um thinking something here do you think that most of the prejudice for example the way parents um react you know to their homosexual children would that be out of fear also you know let's suppose they are so fearful that their kids will be discriminated or killed or whatever that they react the way they do you know, in desperation. Yeah. And I feel that people fear what they don't know. And because we don't really talk about it, people don't really talk about it. It allows, let's say, like politicians and like religious, all of that other side to weaponize it and profit right. off of it and continue. Like, for example, like a church that says, oh, it is wrong to be gay. So they start like creating that so they can like make profit off of it, even if it puts like people's lives in danger, I guess. And they reach yeah. a lot of people with that, um, with discourse. that word, right? With that, yeah, yeah discourse. that type they of discourse. Of yeah, yeah, for mm. sure. And that's yeah. how bad societies are built. <laughs> Unhealthy yeah. society. Guys, Renato and his husband do such an amazing artwork with candles. I've seen some inspired by tarot cards, which were very interesting. Can you tell us about your artwork, Renato? Sure. So I have a store with my husband called Apothic, and it started as a candle store because he really liked to do candles. And at the time, if you like, I like scented candles, they're all like very like minimalistic, like black and white and boring. So I just wanted to like collaborate and be able to do my own versions of designs that were like colorful and bold. And we started being like inspired by tarot cards because it would, every day we would, would like pick one and then I would do like an artwork based off of it. And those kind of like led the way into like how the candles would be, would be the scents. And he kind of like guided the, the first set, but we are now moving towards being more of a, a home goods store and brand. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're expanding and we're going to add art prints. And we already have uh, felt prints that he also makes from scratch. And I'm going to be adding more stuff too. But the candles inspired by terror will continue, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are we're out of style. Yeah. And where can people check out your work? What is your web website address? Oh, you can 
Know more all about it at apothic.com. And that's eight. Oh, God, I do not know how to spell that. So I'm not even going <laughs> to have to write it and then read it. A-P-O-T-H-I-C-C.com. Okay. So I guess cool. that's it. Did I get it right? I hope I did. You did. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's, Very nice. That's Very what nice. All the so, guys, yeah. if you want some amazing candles, you know where to go. Check out the site. They're really pretty. They're really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So this has been a wonderful experience. I'm very, very happy that I had we had a chance to talk to you, Anato. I hope our listeners have enjoyed it as much as I have. It was great. Thank you for like listening to like, the channel for conversations like this because we do need to have like more conversations about like it's diversity important. and like how yeah. to be more inclusive and accepting and it was nice to be able to share my two cents all right great. it was quite a treat it was quite a treat thank you once yeah. again thank, thank you. you very much Renato. and thank you listeners okay we hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for our next ones okay coming up again every thursday we post a new one for you all right i'll see you guys around take care everyone Bye-bye. bye bye bye